4: Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella,
1: which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast.
4: podcast. I'm Diosa Femme. And I am Mala Muñoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast, hosted by us, Mala and Diosa.
1: We're two IG friends turned podcast partners, breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives.
4: Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mamis of Myth and Bullshit, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we were podcasting independently since 2016, but joined iHeartMedia's My Cultura Network in 2022.
1: This year, we're continuing to share stories from the Latinx community pa' todo el mundo.
4: Welcome to Season 8. Are Are you listening? Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to Season 8 of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. You're tuning in to Capitulo 167, 167.
5: Now, before we dive into our mini-series, right now, we want to take a moment to invite all of our Locamores to the My Culturas two-year anniversary live show. The two-year anniversary live show will be taking place August 17th at the iHeart Theater in Burbank.
4: We'll be hosting a live recording of Locatora Radio in front of a live audience, along with Curly and Maya of Super Secret Besties Club and Cheekies, like the Cheekies Rivera of the Cheekies and Chill podcast. You don't want to miss it.
5: You don't want to miss it. This is an all-star lineup, including our host, DJ Lechero, and music by DJ Sizzle, our faves. We love DJ Sizzle, so you guys got to come out, get your tickets at stagepilot.com. Slash my Cultura. And if you're not able to attend the live show in person, you can still join us virtually. It will be available to live stream starting August 28th, so you can tune in from anywhere.
4: Now, on to today's capítulo. We're continuing our mental health mini series. So this is actually
5: the fourth episode of our mini series in which we discuss the history of hysteria and being Delulu. Now this episode as it is part of our mental health mini series, uh, we are trying to explore different aspects of mental health and wellness each episode. So far, we have interviewed actress and mental health advocate Danny Fernandez licensed therapist Adriana Alejandre, and the duo who runs the Homegirl Consejos page, Miriam Juarez and Sasha Robles.
4: In this episode, we'll be diving into the history of hysteria and the concept of being delulu. Lulu. We'll explore how these terms have been used in the past and how they continue to affect our understanding of mental health today. Stay tuned for our discussion and be sure to check out our previous episodes in our mental
5: health miniseries as well.
4: So I feel like this conversation that we're having in particular for this episode is really just a continuation of loca epistemologies mm. because when we started locatora and we were the concept of the podcast and what we were going to name it we were thinking about we were very much in the reclaiming era right like oh yeah this was the era in 2016 where we were reclaiming a bunch of things yes and one of the words was loca where everyone was like self-identifying as a loca. We were taking that word back because we realized and we were learning that it was used against us for really to discredit, you know, our lived experiences, our feelings. That was part of why we named Locatora Radio, two women, two podcasters on the mic. And we took the word locutor and made it locatora. And that's where Locatora Radio came from. And so really, a lot of our episodes have this feeling or this idea, this concept of Up epistemology embedded. It's very much been our framework for the entire podcast. But I feel like in this episode in particular, we're going to be calling back on some of that as well.
5: Yeah. From the beginning, we were going to be two crazy bitches talking on the Internet. And we still are. Eight seasons later. But I think that uh, we have more of an awareness Right. Of who of our own crazy, of the crazy in the world, the crazy making that goes on around us. And that, I think, was like the core of loca epistemologies was the victim blaming behind calling women lookas and crazies when they are standing up for, for themselves or calling out injustice. And, you know, an epistemology is a framework and a way of of looking at things. So we've kind of kept that with us season after season, and even on episodes where we've talked about like Amber Heard, right, mm-hmm. or Megan the Stallion, and the victim blaming, and the way women are made out to be just these insane people when they're standing up for themselves. So we're going to continue with that trend and that framework and that, that epistemological framework with our conversation about hysteria today.
4: You've probably heard this word used in the same way you've heard crazy, like you're being hysterical. Yes. Stop being hysterical. No seas yeah. hysterica. Like, it it really is the same thing. There, it's being used against particularly women. And it's being used to, as a way, really to control or police your reaction to something. You know, maybe you have every reason to be hysterical or crazy. Or maybe you're not actually being any of those things, but yeah. that's what you're being told. And so when thinking about this episode... We were thinking about the root of the word and how this is actually like a centuries-old word. And there was a psychological diagnosis called hysteria. Mm. And it was mainly used in the 19th century to socially control women, to institutionalize women. But it actually dates back even longer than that.
5: And it's interesting, too, because I feel like historically women and children are called hysterical, like throwing tantrums. Right. And men are called hysterical when they're being funny.
4: Oh, fascinating. Yes,
5: you're so right. Men can be. Oh, he's hysterical. He's hilarious. He's
4: hilarious.
5: She was hysterical. She was a mess. She was crazy. Boom. The patriarchy. I know. Once again.
4: Wow. Just I had not considered us. that <laughs> <laughs> had not considered <laughs> it in that way before. Mm-hmm. But that's so true. And so thinking about hysteria, it was actually used in ancient Greece and it was thought that women's wombs wandered through their bodies, causing madness. Yeah. And it was in the nineteenth century, like we mentioned, that women were institutionalized and received lobotomies in some cases for being, quote, hysterical. One of the symptoms of hysteria was, like, vaginal lubrication, sexual desire.
5: Interesting.
4: And these were reasons that women were being institutionalized. And and, lobotomized. And lobotomized.
5: If you had a wet pussy, you were going to get a lobotomy. (laughs) They were going to lobotomize you.
4: Literally. And so what I think is interesting, you know, is that on TikTok, I've seen people kind of use lobotomy as a joke.
5: Oh, totally. Yes. And
4: it really is creepy and bothersome to me because I'm like, there are some things you can reclaim, but I feel like a lobotomy you shouldn't. <laughs> like, that is not something we right. should be wanting to reclaim or right. make light of.
5: Right. They were, they were lobotomizing housewives, you know, like yeah. in, in the 50s and 60s because – they were sad, they were depressed, they were hysterical.
4: Melancholy.
5: Yes, melancholy or the, uh, hysterical, quote unquote. And um, very brutal procedure where basically what they do is they drill a hole into your brain.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know exactly where, but they're doing something to like sever nerves and like make you unfeeling and sort of robotic. And it was common practice. It was, and and, and if you weren't being lobotomized, your husband maybe was sending you to an institution.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Or your parents or whoever.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I find it really fascinating that that is somewhat like a somewhat of a joke now that, Uh you know, I'd rather be lobotomized. Right. Quote unquote.
5: (laughs) Right. Right. It's severe. It's severe. It's like whatever it is you don't want to do. Like, how is it not worse than a lobotomy? You know, it's like a really also like very science fictiony sort of like period of our history mm-hmm. like just as human beings that you know somebody had to invent the lobotomy and present it as a solution and then like the medical community accepting it and then it being put into practice and uh, I don't know it's very like it, I feel like um there's this element that making zombies out of people mm-hmm you know, and like with women in particular, it's like, OK, so if you're hysterical, if you're melancholy, if if you're sexual. So those are just any expression of humanity, of human emotion, of human desire, you know, is like we got to cut it out. Right. We got to end
6: it. It's too much. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance
0: for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. My grandma. sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Turra Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Turra shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
4: what i think i wa- why we wanted to incorporate this idea of being delusional because in that same regard it's yeah. a symptom of a diagnosis you know, yeah. so to be delusional, like you're not in a reality. You're not in present reality.
5: You're not in touch. with You're not
4: in touch with really reality. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really great that we're talking about mental health and we're normalizing things. But again, I think this goes back to what we've been saying for a couple of years now is that words have meaning. Mm-hmm. And when you normalize them so much, they lose their meaning. And the people that are actually maybe dealing with symptoms of actual delusion. Sure. What does that mean? Yeah. It,
5: and that is not a
4: pretty no. or
5: fun thing. It's not quirky. It's not a
4: cute, manic pixie girl thing. Yeah. You're not in a rom-com. Yeah. Just because you have a crush on someone and you're calling yourself DeLulu. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> what that is.
5: And you were you were mentioning before recording that the term DeLulu is coming from somewhere specific, like in the K-pop community, which I found very fascinating.
4: Yeah. So back in 2014, this term... Delulu originated in the K-pop fan community to describe delusional fan behavior like the belief that you'll end up with your favorite idol or pop star. And this is according to Mashable. There was an article written on this concept of being delusional and we're living through the age of delusion, written by Elena Cavander. And that was I think I mean I love a deep dive. I'm such a nerd. I'm like love a deep dive into words and terms and how where they originate online and Mm -hmm. that was the original use of it in 2014 this concept of being delulu now it has become like delulu if you're going to go buy your coffee right if you're goal setting right you're being delusional yeah like live your life like you're delusional set your goals like you're delusional i'm sorry isn't that just dreaming yes is that just goal setting just
5: having aspirations and hopes (laughs) delusions. I'm sorry. How dare you dream?
4: How dare you be delusional?
5: (laughs) I would say that when I am Delulu it's like thinking that I can get something that takes two hours like I can get it done in 30 minutes. (laughs) That's my like that's why I'm I like that is my big delusion Mm -hmm. is around time and timing. Time
4: is a social construct. It's a social
5: construct but yeah, that's my that's where I'm Delulu. Okay. You know what? This is fascinating too the like the delusional fan and that it's going back to twenty fourteen because there was a time where celebrities used to there was a time where celebrities had stalkers. Right. Okay, there was a time where like a celeb would just get a, a a ton of mail, snail mail, from somebody. The stalkers were climbing their fences and going through their trash and breaking into their houses. And I don't know if that happens so much anymore. Because I feel like so many celebrities are just so much more accessible on the Internet. Right. You know, in the past, I feel like the delusional fans like were really going out of their way to like chase those delusions. And I I don't know. I just don't hear that news as much anymore.
4: Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like, well, we're just posting where we're at anyway. Right. You know, it, you don't really need a snail mail anymore we're dming it's all in the dms now yeah you have thousands of unread messages yeah you know people commenting on your photos like they don't really need to send you snail mail anymore yeah
5: and so so many of us are posting you know behind the scenes stuff uh get ready with me come with me somewhere here's my makeup routine like you know there's some pretty personal day-to-day life stuff that not only we put on our social media pages but are are a-listers and celebs you know and I'm sure their content is super controlled and curated but they're providing lots of insight into their lives off screen right that in 2014 just was not a thing it was not happening
4: yeah I do you remember what you were doing in 2014
5: I was graduating from college yeah but I wasn't but I wasn't posting all- my daily life on Instagram.
4: That was not a thing. No. The way it is now. It's like here's 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 pics, here's some cute
5: pics right. from a night out. From a uh, here's a beautiful rose that mm-hmm. I saw.
4: <laughs> right? Here's my breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think too the pandemic shifted the way we show up online of course cuz that's all that anyone could do at that time. Like, I was thinking about where these day in the life come from. Mm. So I'm like, why are we giving people insight into what we're doing daily? Yeah. You know, I sometimes make those day in the life when I have something really special happening that day. Like, Uh I'm doing a bunch of shit in one day. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll show, I'll make a little video of this. But, like... And no shade to people that do this. I don't mean it in that way. But more so, like, I feel like that's a result of the pandemic where we were so isolated. Yeah. Our connection to others was showing them what we were doing daily totally. in, our, our day to, in our day in the life videos. Totally. And, you know, there was a so
5: aside. unless you were a makeup artist with like a makeup YouTube channel, I feel like the average content creator and we really weren't even we weren't using the term content creator. But the average Instagram user or YouTube user was not posting their, like, makeup routine. Right. They weren't doing, we weren't doing makeup on camera.
4: No, unless you were a beauty guru.
5: Unless you were a makeup artist. The
4: heyday of, like, YouTube beauty gurus.
5: Exactly. And so that's fascinating, too, because I feel like there was a time where people were not going to show a bare face on camera. They were going to post already once they've been dressed and made up. But now it's like you know, very stripped down, and people are way more comfortable being in their pajamas. Being there's this one creator Not that me, I, I don't I don't do it either. I can't get myself to do it. No, I, don't, I can't.
4: Even our 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 dear lovely friend Michelle in the beginning of the pandemic, she was like, she was the one that told us like y'all need to make day in the life videos, but like as podcasters, and like she sent us an example, and one was someone getting out of bed, right, and. I know that people do that, but I cannot see myself waking up and putting my camera and then pretending to wake up. I just, that's not me. And again, no shade to people that do that. They're very cute. Very cute. But I'm not going to do that.
5: Because it's like I already got out of, you want me to get out of bed twice in one morning?
4: (laughs) It took me so long to get out of bed the first time. You want me to get back in? in?
5: (laughs) No, truly, it is very fascinating. I also think that there's like this convergence of... The world of reality TV and then and that can be very stripped down intimate behind the scenes people you know their ugliest or best or barest what have you and I think everyone can have their own reality TV show and I, I feel like a lot of that day in the life stuff is it's this is my TikTok channel this is my own reality TV show
4: fascinating
0: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip <laughs>
2: It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
4: And since I'm not a reality TV person, maybe that's another reason I can't really get myself into it. Mm, you know,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
5: so it's, uh-huh. it's I'm
4: still very much I'm trying to let go of it. We're varying off completely, but I'm trying to let go of like the curated part of myself it's that hard. shows up online. Because I'm like, I don't need to show y'all this. No, not because I don't think you'll like it, but more so like I don't need to do this. Yeah, you know I think I'm really trying to let go of social media Mm. but there's also this big push from everybody to like we have to do it yeah and so you have a business you're online you have an online you have a podcast like you have to keep up with it yep and so I'm very much resisting all of it right now as I continue to do
5: it's a balance and it's interesting seeing even like kim kardashian i think try to be less curated Mm -hmm. like she posted this was a few weeks ago now but i remember seeing this and being like what is happening kim not that she's like a fave or anything but she's kim she's out there and she's online and she has set a lot of standards really for internet usage and she posted this set of photos where she's like doing cartwheels on the beach
4: oh that's adorable
5: adorable but five years ago, Kim Kardashian was not going to be posting herself doing cartwheels. It was
4: modeling things only only, yeah, you know,
5: So I think there's um there is this there's always this push for, like, oh, showing your true authentic self, you know, mm-hmm. and being, yeah, just out of bed. So, yeah, there's this one creator that I follow, and I love her, and she's great. But it's so interesting because her get ready with me. she's like really posting, like, before she showered. Before she's brushed her teeth,
4: people do the brushing teeth online on camera. You cannot unless it's a sponsored Oral (laughs) B, exactly. Brush toothbrush. You will not see me brushing my teeth online.
5: It's like no, I'm gonna. I have to brush my teeth first and then be on camera. There's an order of operations here, but maybe that's just our old school showing.
4: It must be. Is that our millennial showing? It is, showing? it's our millennial showing. I don't we know. Have, we
5: have to be bathed before we can be on camera. <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs> like, I guess as the rules for social media change or just the, just the scope of what is content, you know, even that word I've come to resent it. I, oh, totally. I hate the word content we now. We talk about this. I'm like, this is art. This yes. is not content. This I'm an I'm an artist. Yes. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. This is not content, but it is yeah. because it's online it's stuff. by nature. Yeah, it's stuff. It's content because mm-hmm. it's online, right? But I hate that word now. I resent yeah. it so much. But I think that as things change, so do like the use of words. Right. Mm-hmm. Going back to Delulu. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
4: And so, why I resent it and think like I don't think we should be using these words. Like I don't think we should be using gaslight so freely i don't think we should be using
1: gaslight
5: gatekeep
4: gaslight gatekeep right trauma bonding Right. trauma dumping uh,
5: disassociating disassociating
4: all those words like they have real meaning yeah. and i think that's why we wanted to bring this to our mental health series more so like you know i remember <laughs> back in my day Back in my day <laughs> <laughs> In the 1900s. In the the 1900s. (laughs) In the late 1900s. No. In the mid-2000s, right, when I was an undergrad, I remember being a baby queer and stepping into, like, queer club, and you're learning about, like, inclusive language for the first time, right? And for me, the basics were, like, don't use crazy. Like, it has real meanings. Like... It's ableist. It's ableist. It's stigmatizing. Like, don't use that. Don't use guys, right? It's gendered. That's Mm -hmm. where like my use of y'all came. Like I say y'all for everything. Sometimes I slip now because, you know, I've been out of college and social justice spaces for a long time. But like saying y'all instead of guys. Friends. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Different ones. And so for me, like maybe it's part of that being in organizing spaces where I'm like we have to use words correctly and we should be using them with intention. And that's why it's hard for me to – See these words go viral or become trendy, become buzzwords and then in turn become content. Uh-huh. And so for me it's really challenging, but I'm also like, okay, things evolve. Yeah. But because they're so rooted in mental health, like I don't think we should be normalizing them in that way. It's it's interesting too because
5: the mental health oriented words the, that trend They come in and out mm-hmm. So right now It's Delulu is everywhere But before Gaslighting was everywhere And gatekeeping I think was everywhere And that's not, not so much A mental health term But a, a, a sociological term mm-hmm. um, And In the past When Twitter was still Twitter, right? And was was at the peak of Twitter. I we think we still
4: have to do a whole episode on that.
5: We have to do. It. <laughs> Twitter is dead. Twitter is gone. R.I.P. R.I.P. And it's been such a big part of our journey and story. We have to address it. But there was a time on Twitter where if you did not put a trigger warning on right. your tweet, mm-hmm. everybody's coming for you and telling you you need to put a trigger warning. Your tweet is triggering. And it didn't even have to be a tweet that was, like, particularly intense or traumatizing or violent or whatever. Mm-hmm. It could it could have been you're talking about your own experiences right. with something, right. you know, with eating or with weight or with your own mental health or your own trauma. And then I just remember so vividly, like, people were really checking you. Yeah. There should be a trigger warning. Fiercely.
4: You were fiercely checked if you did not include a trigger warning.
5: Mm Yeah. And just the state of things around that language and mental health and being triggered or not is just it's not on TikTok right now. Mm -hmm. People are not are not.
4: Not in the same way. Not in the same way. To me, something that's really mind boggling is the way people will say something really traumatic like a traumatic life event really traumatic to a dance to the background of a trending song Mm -hmm. and i and that's part of what worries me is how desensitized we're becoming Mm. to everyone's trauma and Mm. using these words Mm -hmm. like it's nothing Mm mm-hmm yeah,
5: it would have. I think that the same content five years ago would have been received very differently. Yeah, negatively. I think now it's interesting. It's like was what was going on five years ago better?
4: I don't know. I you know I, I was thinking about you know if you're a new listener, you might not know this story, but there was this time where we used Curious Cat me and we got yes. like oh d- we got death threats, we got rape rape threats. Rape threats. And I hope you jump
5: off a bridge.
4: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was it was delusional on the
5: part of this it was. person who was adding us in somebody else's curious cat. And as we when we tell this story, I love to bring up this detail. He was adding us and adding Hillary Clinton at the same time. It was so odd. So bizarre, because we also have never been like rah, rah, rah Hillary
4: girls. no. We were never hashtag I stand with her. Like that was not our
5: brand at all. And so this man was like lumping us with Locatora Radio and And Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You hoary cunts. I don't want to hear your messengers podcast ever
4: again. Oh, we should rebrand as a messengers podcast.
5: (laughs) Your prima's favorite Missingers. That's who we are. That's who
4: we are. No, but I bring up that story because... You know, that we were in our early 20s and if that happened tomorrow, like that would still freak me out. But I think in Mm -hmm. our early 20s, especially the type of podcast episodes we were producing, like it felt really scary. It changed the way we showed up in person and the way we planned events and all those things. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because I posted it on my personal story and someone commented, you should put a trigger warning, like you should have a slide in front of the messages Absolutely. But was that the first thing that I thought like when I was, you know, feeling this and I wanted to like tell my, you know, online community like Mm. what was going on? It was not the first thing that I thought of. No. And but giving you an example for like, yeah, there was a time online where you had to put a trigger warning in front of everything. Yeah. And I think that that's fine and that's fair and that was appropriate because there was a lot of horrendous things being shared online and we, a lot of people got very comfortable sharing their personal stories online. So yeah, I do think trigger warnings are important, especially when we're sharing videos, you know, about trauma, what have you. Mm-hmm. But at the time for me and my personal experience, that was not the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. Is that
5: user who responded to you and told you that you needed to have a trigger warning? Mm-hmm. Did they say, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. That's horrible. Are you OK? I
4: don't. I don't remember. Or, be, I don't even remember who it was. But I do remember, like, I actually took the post down because we had it on our on our locatora page. Right. So it was already out. This was pre-collapse. Pre, like, this is yeah. a different time on inter- on the Internet. And so I remember taking it down because I thought, like, yeah, maybe this did need a trigger warning. Like, the first image you see is, I hope you get raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely.
4: I don't mm-hmm. want someone that's the first thing they see when they open on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I did end up taking it down, but it was still a very real thing that happened to us. Yeah. And we st- will never know who that was.
5: Right. Thank God. Yeah. Or maybe we need to maybe know Maybe we was. need to know.
4: I don't know. But I mean, weird things happen to us
5: all the time. Girl, I told you about the time that I was skating in Venice. Yes. So I don't know if I shared this on the podcast. I don't
4: think you did. It was horrifying
5: horrifying so I was roller skating in Venice this was probably a year ago now and it actually kept me from going back I was skating like almost every day for a couple years loved it loved it still love skating but I go to Venice and I'm roller skating and I'm wearing a bikini because that's what you do at Venice Beach when you're roller skating like that's just what you do in the summertime I'm wearing a bikini I'm skating I have a great time I go home nine hours later. I get a DM request from like an account. I have no idea who it is. There's no photos on the account. It's all bicycles, pictures of bicycles. And this person sent me a photo of myself roller skating at Venice Beach. But I could tell it was a screenshot of a video. And at Venice, like people will go and stop and watch the roller skaters. Very common You know, but this person knew who I was and they were watching me and took a video of me and then went to my profile, sent me a DM and sent me a screenshot. And then they said, I want to smell your panties. Beautiful. (laughs) And I was horrified. Dude, I did not go back to Venice like for months. It like kept me from going to the beach because I'm like this person, this bike man probably hangs out there all the time and I'm never going to know who it is. But yeah, stuff like that. People will reach out to us. And my thing is with the trigger warnings and that expectation from that follower, it's like I'm sharing my own trauma and what I went through. And I think that there's a lack of sincerity.
4: Right. Like,
5: do you give a shit that I just experienced this horrible thing? Right. Or you want me to be looking out for you when I don't know who you are Mm -hmm. and you're really not looking out for me. Who is the trigger warning really for? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know.
1: I, I struggle with it. Yeah.
5: In movies, in TV, you know, film, especially when there's tons and tons of violence, like absolutely there's an expectation that there are trigger warnings. But it's like we're sharing online. Some of that that policing mm-hmm. is like a bit was at the time. I think it got out of hand. Yeah. I think, in my personal opinion.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, this episode took
5: a, a turn. turn.
4: You know what? Uh, here a, we are. A
5: lobotomy sounds really
4: good right now, actually. <laughs> Cut her mic. <laughs> Cut her mic. We're done.
5: <laughs> well, this has been fun. I mean, this has been a good, an- another fabulous episode of Look Locatora Radio.
4: Thank you for tuning in. Let us know what you think of our mental health miniseries. We have one more episode coming for you before we resume our regular podcast season so yeah let us know what you think
5: let us know what you think as you can see we are very mentally healthy <laughs> which is why we decided to put this series together um to share that with the world make sure that you subscribe to look at our radio make sure that you're leaving us a review leave us a comment and share share with a friend share with your family
4: share with your prima the Messengers podcast
5: yes share with the biggest misogynist you know Send them the link. But
4: don't send him to us either.
5: No, <laughs> don't send him to us. Just, just tell him to listen. And that's it. That's Keep it at that.
4: All right, Locamores, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Besitos. Besitos.
1: Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, is executive produced and hosted by me, Mala Muñoz, and Diosa Femme.
4: Story editing by me, Diosa.
1: Audio editing by Stephanie Franco.
4: Thank you to our Locamores, our listeners, for all of your support. Besitos. Locatora Radio, a
5: radiophonic a novel. novela. Hosted by Mala Muñoz and Diosa
6: Femme.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
2: What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there.
3: Thank mm-hmm. you.